what are appropriate boundaries at work? All right, so we're going to answer some of those questions and more. Um, every month over on Patreon, our paid website, we get a lot of questions that are very specific to their stories. And so once a month, end of the month, we take those questions and we record basically a podcast for those members to hear. So um, that's a $20 a month currently on Patreon. And that's what you get. You get an extra podcast a month and you get an extra Q&A plus our weekly little uh, notes from Kobe and Brandon and myself. We are so glad that you're here because you're choosing to thrive after betrayal, trauma, or addiction. Hi, I'm Ashlyn, the once betrayed. I'm Kobe, the once addicted. And I'm Brandon, the expert. Now, why am I an expert? Because I've treated betrayal, trauma, and addiction for over a decade. All right. So I have a review here, and it's titled Grateful. Um, It says, I love this podcast. It has given me so much hope. It has helped me bring... It has helped bring me out of isolation and give me, given me the courage to talk to a trusted friend. Ashlyn is my hero. You can feel her love and empathy for others as she shares her story. I also have to thank Brannon. I found his healing after your heart's been shattered course online. It is so well thought out. Along with the podcast, this course gave me the encouragement I needed to keep moving forward. The dense fog of betrayal is clearing. I am becoming more mindful. I am understanding more what I value and who I am. And I am getting better at speaking those values to my partner and others. It's very freeing. Thank you for giving so much of your time and love to us, your listeners. You are changing lives. I'm forever grateful to the three of you. Man, that's awesome. That just made my day. Thank you. Thank you so much. So happy for your healing. And that's the stuff I love is that she's, I mean, I guess it's a she, that she's um, not just listening. She's doing. Yeah. Yeah, she's applying and, and going for it, and she's seeing results, too. Yeah. So that's awesome. Okay, let's jump into this question. Today's episode is one that I have uh, experience <laughs> with. Yes, we both and, do. And uh, <laughs> not the kind of experience that you actually want, but um, experience with, but also have some really important insights as we go through this, because uh, I'm going to give a peek behind the curtain as to what is and what is not like what boundaries are okay at work and what boundaries are not. So can I, can I address something first? And, and it's the, the unhealthy question that we have written up on the board behind us, um, which we were going <laughs> to ask first. Um, so Kobe, Kobe asked, you know, what are, what are good boundaries at work? And the, the question we have up there is what are boundaries for my partner at work? <laughs> Tell me and what my partner should do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's on why, why does that not work? Because you can't tell someone what to do. You can't control control. them. You can't work their recovery for them. You can't force them to be a trustworthy person. They need to be a trustworthy person. And they need to be proactive in their own work so that they create safety and trust for you in the relationship. So as much as you try to force it, as much as you try to control them to be that, you can't. Um, Which makes you vulnerable. They go to work every day. And uh, they're around the opposite sex and whatever. It makes you vulnerable. Um, But a healthy relationship is built on trust. Um, I know my wife's not cheating on me right now. I know that she knows I'm at work and I'm not cheating on her. Um, We have a level of trust there. She knows that I have boundaries within myself um, that exist that I'm going to keep regardless of whether she's monitoring me or not. So... So let's talk about what that looks like. What are those boundaries <coughs> at work? And why might you, 
um, want to cross those boundaries and what can get you in trouble. So Kobe, you, you're saying you're going to give a look behind the curtain. Oh man. It, so yeah, well, Ash, what, well, I'm just thinking you're it's, bursting with. it's so interesting because yes, this is clearly where we struggled for so many years. This is where Kobe's affairs took place. We're in the workplace. So the, the funny thing I think about this is here I am the betrayed, but guess what? I was called like someone came up to me when I was working outside of the home and asked, are you having an affair with my husband? Really? I totally. wasn't. Oh, interesting. I wasn't, but Kobe and I, the old Kobe and I, we didn't have boundaries. I shared an office with another man. Um, just, and we were friends. I worked with 70 men and there was one other woman. Oh my gosh. Okay. So I'm filled with like opposite sex. Yeah. Everywhere. I'm, I'm There's testosterone just yes. flowing through the building. Yeah. And I yeah. worked in a very, uh, it was construction. I worked in a man's world. And so, you know, when I went to a job site that was hours away, I was flying in an airplane alone with my boss, who's the pilot. I was driving in a, in a truck with my boss, who's a man. Um, all mm -hmm. these different scenarios, which I am sure caused some concern for their wives. Right. And I didn't see that because I right. was young and naive and just like. But, but I do want to say, Ashlyn, that it's okay. Like it's okay to be at work and you're working with a man. Yes. As <laughs> long as, as long as you're boundaried and you're working with a man right? and that that's where i guess it was a kind of a struggle for me because i i was like right. we never shut the door when we were in the, uh, the office together you know i would shut it if i was on a phone call or if he was and i'd leave the room you know we'd give each other our space right but we really tried to make it like look like we were not doing anything inappropriate and, absolutely and here i am i still got called out by the wife saying you're having an affair with my interesting. husband interesting and now I realize it was probably some pain and some other uh, her, some from history. her stuff, her side of yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um, so I just wanted to put that out there. Yeah. I wasn't doing anything wrong and I still got called out. Yeah. Interesting. So huh. Kobe. <laughs> so maybe it's best to articulate um, or, or to start this, I guess, with some of the um, what you observed from me as far as like. What were the concerns that you had as far as boundaries? Where you're like, wait. Okay, so when so for example, I would answer texts at night, all hours of the night, and so that kind of bothered me just because I thought all, they were all women. They were all women. Yeah, his yeah. was reversed. He worked with ninety percent oh, women. That's weird. I'd never considered. Yeah, that. we both have yeah, these that weird. Really is weird. <laughs> right. And so these really, and not just like any woman, but like beautiful, mm -hmm. successful women were texting him at all hours of the night or he was having phone calls or video calls or fun little texts, whatever. And there came a point before even recovery started that I said, this is, seems really inappropriate. And why are you bringing so much work home with you? Mm -hmm. Right. But then it was also when I would go in, we'd go in and visit sometimes me and my girls, my little kids and go visit Kobe for a minute or go to lunch right. or something. And they had all these inside jokes, which you know, that's what happens when you work with sure. people. Um, but it was all women. And I just felt like a, an outsider when I would visit, mm -hmm. which I didn't love. Um, you, you felt a bit of over connection. Yeah. Yeah. There. I mean, they knew everything about Kobe mm -hmm. and even me. Mm -hmm. And I didn't really even know who these people were. Right. Right. So, so, so what I'm hearing is some, I don't know if they'll call them emotional, but just some there was a lack of boundaries oh yeah um there at the workplace where they knew all about your life and it didn't really make sense considering 
the nature of your relationship, which was a work relationship. The objective of that relationship was to get some work done, and yet they knew all this kind of really personal stuff, right? So, so why would you, why would you allow, why would you open that up, Kobe? Why would you allow those boundaries to get, to to not be there, um, with a relationship like that at work? I think I think that it's an it's a normal thing to talk about your family to talk about your girls. Hey, what did you do over the weekend? Oh, we went to the lake and, you know, those kinds of things. Um, I think just looking back, the line in the sand for me as I, as I look back in both, in, in, in both affairs was when I would begin to uh, gripe and moan about something with Ashlyn or something with the girls um, that should have only been addressed with Ashlyn and I. Yeah. Like if we had a fight, it's like, oh my gosh, listen to what she said. Da, 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 da. And um, I think, I, I know, I don't think I know that for me was, um, that was where I, I became unboundaried because what followed um, was this bitch and moan session um, and this commiseration. And uh, oftentimes with, with, the, with, the, with the few guys that I worked with, you know, there'd be some commiseration back, right? But um, it, it was the gateway drug, if you will, commiserating with people at work. About oh, home. oh, how often do I hear that? Yeah, where, that led to all of the other boundaries where it's yeah. like, you know. Lunch yeah. and all these other things. Yeah, I commiserate with you about how hard my marriage is or how horrible my spouse is. And they're like, yeah, so is mine. And this, and so all of a sudden you're starting to build some, um, some empathy and yep. some intimacy with each other on an, on an empathetic emotional level. Yeah. And, um, and think about it. It's, a, it's a double, I mean, it, it's just doubly effective to end up in an affair because you're connecting on an emotional intimate level on how annoying and difficult your spouse is, <laughs> right? Awesome. So, and so it's a built-in justification to say, yeah, I can cross some lines here because I'm justified in this because woe is me. I'm the victim. Th- that's um, exactly me. Well, and I think when, exactly you're, when you're telling, I used to do this a ton. Like when things were not right in my life, I wanted to tell everyone like the people that I was yeah. closest to it. Like I wanted that validation. Like, yeah. You wanted support. Yeah. Tell yeah. me yes. And tell me I'm right and validate right. my feelings. And so it just, it built my own case of like, see, look, everyone agrees with me. Right. My life is so hard. And, and so talking about the negative things, I think brings more negativity. Oh, absolutely. A, a victim searches out validation and, yeah. And especially validation from somebody who they don't have to be accountable to, or, I mean, the, the, the relationship just like is so easy. There's not hard things they have to work through. All they can do is just like, oh yeah, your life sucks. It's so hard. It's, and then you feel connection and then one thing leads to another. Okay. So you connected in commiseration. Mm-hmm. Were there other times where you connected through compliments and flirting and those types of things. It's super, super important question. Um, yes. And, um, you know, it's, it's an important, I mean, this is, that's actually a really interesting question. I feel like you got something here on this one. Well, I just like, it just hit me hard. Like for Ashlyn to have the strength to ask you that question, uh-huh. like, do you realize 
um, like how rare that is for her to be able to be asking you inquisitive questions about your affairs Uh and in, in order to help other people learn about it and not take it personally, that is so healthy and so strong on her part. And so when she asked you that, it just like hit me, you know, that's Brandon. So that's super true. Um, I, I don't see that very often. And, and, and really, Ashton, you're to the point where these affairs are in the past. They happened and they were painful and there's still sure. pain there when we talk about it. Um, but but you, you've learned a ton and you've moved forward. And so it's not something that you you can't talk about. Right. 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 Yeah. And I guess that maybe maybe it is pulling at some people listening to this of maybe it's uncomfortable of me talking about Kobe's affairs. Those are his story, right? Yeah. But there's definitely impact on you. Yes. But you've disconnected your self-worth from it. You've disconnected. He's disconnected the shame from it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So we're definitely in different places and you're right. We, we share to help other people. So thank you. That's the sole piece behind this. And and that's why we want to be, that's why I want to want to give a peek behind the curtain as to what I was thinking in those moments. So um, it would, so in, in the moments where I didn't feel connection at home, for whatever reason, I mean, just pick a reason, um, I would seek the, um, I don't know, I would seek connection through pleasantries, like compliments, uh, or, or um, over-complimenting, right? Yeah. Spending a few extra minutes just visiting, asking questions about the other person, learning about who they are. And, and those were all self-serve. I mean, it's not like I, I care about people in general. Like I'm, that's just, that's just who, that's just who I am. But the, the line would, would be crossed when it was, I, when it was, when I was seeking. Yeah. So validation, I was seeking connection. I was seeking the extra smile or whatever else like that. You know what I mean? But, and why were you seeking? Because I didn't feel the, I didn't I feel connection at I was a robot. at home. I was well, really well, wanting well, to and, escape, and, and that's not Ashlyn's fault. No, completely right. Uh, the The way your relationship was together, that one of the outcomes of that relationship was was there was there was a void there. Yeah, there was a disconnect, sure. and you were creating that Kobe, and you were a part of that Ashlyn, For sure. right? And so because you felt that void, you felt that loneliness, that abandonment, that whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, you would then go leave bait or yeah. cast lines or totally. whatever we want to call it totally. to see if these other women would kind of nibble a little bit. And it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I can, I can feel this void here. It's mm-hmm. so interesting because I've never heard you say that. And I think... Say what? What you just said. But the fact that you're, you've changed a little bit in, in the last few years and you're not so like eager to have really long conversations with strangers uh-huh. or all these things. And I think... Oh, I thought it was just Kobe's not so outgoing anymore. He's not casting lines, but he's, he's not, not, he's I'm more boundary. boundary. He's not testing waters because he doesn't need to get something from. Yeah. Women. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. interesting. I've never connected that. Yeah. That's really interesting. You know, I mean, a lot of people listening, I'm sure there, you, you can think, you know, in your office or where you work about that person who's just like always casting lines, you know, they're yeah. like, yeah, yeah. They're, they're flirtatious uh-huh. they're pushing limits they're they're available they're available for an inappropriate type of relationship it might lead to a full-fledged affair it might just be like sending dirty jokes to each other in your inbox or what whatever you know but it, it just like 
you know, they're, they're unboundaried because they're trying to get something out of a relationship in an inappropriate way. And, um, you know, if, if you're unboundaried yourself, then you will attract to that. Mm -hmm. You will want that. It's, it's, it's exciting and it's good. If you are boundaried, you'll be unattracted to that. You'll, yeah. oh, you'll really want to push away and be like, oh, like I, I don't want to engage with that person because I can feel that energy from them. Yeah. Yes. It's interesting that you, that you described it the way that you did just now with, um, with overshares. Um, because that was, I lost my train of thought. What did you say? You that, overshared with dirty jokes. You, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They That's, knew when you went to yeah, the bathroom. Yeah, for sure. So, 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 <laughs> Um, the other way that, that that happened, right, as far as like appropriate behavior, is we'd be, <laughs> it's just, I don't, Snapchat or like whatever was used to, you know, anytime we saw like a, a flagpole, then, you know, somebody, and it wasn't just other women, it was other guys too, would draw, you know, phallic symbol on the, on the flagpole and then send it to it. So it became really sexualized. Um, Okay. Okay. Can I just put like a hard, fa hard, fast? Like, if you're Snapchatting with somebody of the opposite sex at work, then you're breaking some boundaries. So <laughs> just <laughs> stop it. And the funny, I do remember saying, like, I've heard Snapchat. Like, I didn't really know what Snapchat was. This right. was years ago, people. Right. And so I was like, I'm pretty sure it's not a great app. I've heard that it's not great. And the fact that you guys are only sharing dirty stuff on it, yeah. probably not great. And he was like, No, they're just my friends at work. Yeah, like, like, chill out. This feels weird, but okay. Yeah. So, there, so there's your were, gut, Ashley. There's your intuition, right? It was it was going the whole time, and those were things. So it was like I would be inappropriate, not all the time, but I would be inappropriate, or I would allow the the boundary of what's appropriate to extend to conversations that I wouldn't have at home. Okay, whether that's commiseration, whether that is talking about you know phallic symbols that we see while we go to lunch, or. Um, or anything like that. It was almost like you had done all the talking at work and he came home and there was no talking nothing. left. He didn't need anything else. Yeah. 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 Uh -huh. Um, but, but also, um, I, in, in the function that I had, this is, this, this is a prime example of where God given gifts can be, um, can be, uh, like the rope that you hang yourself with because I would work with people who, um, who were 100% commissioned sales uh, sales reps to try to help them um, get their mind right so that they could increase revenue. And I was really, really good at it. But part of that process was understanding like the deepest parts about this person's uh -huh. life. Yeah. And where people who were just stone cold type A's were crying on the phone because of some experience they had when they were young. And so my process was to go there to understand some bits and pieces and to put some framework together. That became the rope. Well, I, Kobe, you make, that a hung me. you make a really good point in that you're good at connecting to people on a deep level. Yeah. And so um, you used your gifts, you used what you have to accomplish an end goal, which was to fill that void that you were filling. Mm -hmm. So... So and that and that's what will happen is you'll you'll use what you're good at with people to try to get people to do things that you want. So yeah. so if you needed to get down to the you know the deepest darkest parts of that that person's life, mm -hmm. um, you knew how to do that, and you'd go there. But then you'd also but then you'd twist it a little bit. Yep. And you'd use it towards 
an inappropriate relationship completely and 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 filling some kind of void that that you you're filling in your life for sure for sure so um i mean the the deep conversations about family um about personal life about all that kind of stuff it just was it it just was (laughs) it was crazy what's interesting though it was very effective with the few guys that i worked with for obvious reasons because (laughs) you're good at it yeah but i wasn't going down that road i was able to be boundary that way so um i think most of the time though I think the big filter on what was and what was not okay at work really was okay. Would I would Ashlyn be mad at me if she saw me doing this? Right, and pretty much hundred percent of the time that was the case. <laughs> like yes, ah <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez, yeah, yeah. And 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 what's more is, for instance, that like the swearing piece. Swearing is a funny is a funny thing for me and and a peculiar thing in our family because when I was working. I would have lots and I, I would just lots of swears, but then when I would go home, I wouldn't because I knew Ashlyn didn't like it. And so I even just with swearing, I began to live this this like, dual life, I, right? My I was hanging out with my best buddy, just really fast story, and 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 I was like, hey, just say the swear word, just say it, because because he was like, I've never sworn in my life. What? And I was like, and I was like, just say it, like like just just say it so you get it off your back, so that you know. And he's like, no, no. I'm like, okay. And then I was like, okay, I'm like peer pressure in this guy. This is lame. This is like high school. But, but he's hilarious. like, he's like, I can't do it because um, I, I'm okay with swearing, but to do it here, not around my wife, and then to go home and act as if like I've never sworn before in front of my wife, that's not in my integrity. I can't do oh, that. That's interesting. And, and, and actually, it, at first I thought, is this a little codependent? And then, but, but after that, I was like, no, like good for him. He wants mm-hmm. to be the same person that he is away from his spouse mm-hmm. as he is in front of his spouse. So mm-hmm. I was, I was proud of him on that. Yeah. You know? And so you were out swearing at work. You wouldn't do that in front of Ashlyn. Totally. Yeah. Totally. And so when Ashlyn was like, would pop in at work, she would probably hear me swear. Be like, dude, who are you? I did. I How many times did you ask that question? Who, who are, are you? you? You are someone so different. I've, you know, I feel like they know this different side of you than I yeah. know. And he'd be like, you're crazy. What, you I would know? gaslight you immediately. So, um, so what happened was, as far as swearing is concerned is I just started to swear at home. <laughs> so that is not his so value. So you stepped into your integrity by just like, yeah, it's like, yeah, um, I yeah. just, I just swear. So I, so <laughs> that is not his value and that's okay. Um, but, but that's, but, but in truth, but in truth for me, I'm okay with that. Because that allows me to be me and being sure in being me has been something that's really been hard, like most of my life. But isn't that what fills the void is when you can go be the authentic you and realize that Ashlyn still loves you, Mm -hmm. that Ashlyn still wants to be close to you, that, that you are fully loved Right. But, but you'll, you'll never get that and you'll never experience that in your marriage unless you're willing to take that risk to allow them to see you, to see all of you. Yeah. Right. And that's a scary thing. I'm I'm having one other thought. I'm connecting dots here on this. Here's what's interesting is, and I have, for those of you who are listening, I have my fingers on my forehead. This is my thinking pose right now. (laughs) So what I'm, what I'm realizing is, is that I learned early in life to connect with other girls and women through flirting 
right? I mean, I was in high school. I was like senior year. I was like biggest flirt. Yeah, that was what he got named right? in high Big, school. Biggest flirt. Yeah, oh, totally. Wow. I got best dressed. He got biggest flirt. <laughs> yeah, shocker. But but here's what's interesting. I think though. I was biggest introvert or something. <laughs> For Seriously? real? I was so shy. No way. What? Yeah, really? Believe it or not. Anyways. Okay. <laughs> that that's awesome. I didn't know that. We've all changed. We're gonna do <laughs> yes, we're gonna we do an episode on that. Yes. The shy expert. <laughs> the once shy expert. Yeah, once. Shy. Once, because you're not shy now. Even but I'm not. But th- what what I want to point out is is that, um, that was the only game the emotional game that I really had. That was to, to be flirty up front and to talk about superficial things and to, you know, to get to know people and whatever. That was, that, that was, it was, I was, I didn't realize how emotionally shallow right. I was because I didn't know how to emotionally connect otherwise once that was done. And it's, it's just, I'm just now realizing it in my head as I'm saying this out loud, like, that's how shallow I was. But but think about that. At work, unskilled. At work though with those women at work, you were you were in your domain. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was like, hey, I can like flirt with these li- girls here and when you go home with Ashlyn and she wants to talk about the hard things of life and <laughs> and so empathize fun. and in yeah, like deep emotional stuff. Like, uh, I can't flirt my way out of this one. Yeah. Um, this exactly. is uncomfortable. I don't want to do this. Like the only game I have, baby, is just flirting or I don't well, know what else. Yeah, and the women, they, like, worshipped him. So when he left that job, that's what ended up happening. They, like, loved him. Like, we need him back. He's so wonderful and so great. And I was like... Mm. Yeah. But who's the, okay. who's yeah. the douche that I have? <laughs> yeah, why like, don't why I do know they, that why person? Why do they all love him? And <laughs> Really, though? Yeah. I, I, t- I mean, I understood. He, is, he was so great at that job. But I also, like, was a little confused. Yeah. Yeah. So I just want to give a couple pointers... Um, uh, you know, j- just a couple things to consider. So, so one is, is your job worth it? Is it worth your family? If mm. you're really struggling flirting with a coworker or flirting with several coworkers or whatever, um, and, and you feel like relationships, you know, have gone too far, can you really back it up? Is it really possible to, and maybe you need to get out of that environment and um, that's some big life changes for you. But to me, if, if I were at risk of losing my wife and losing my family, goodbye job, like in a heartbeat. Um, I'm not telling everybody to quit their job, <laughs> but maybe you need to. Um, th- the other thing that I'd recommend is step into the awkward. Like go, be, go have the most awkward conversations with people that you possibly can have to, to, to back up that line and set the boundaries. Okay, so what does that look like? Um, if somebody's flirting with you or you're flirting back, ask them not to flirt with you. Okay, um, so pretty straightforward. Yeah, or own it. Say, look, like our relationship's crossing some lines and I want to keep it work-based. Thank you very much. Yeah. Who does that? No one. No one does that. But if you've gone too far, you're going to need to do that to protect yourself and to have the courage to do that. And, and maybe another way to say that would be like, hey, to protect us both, I think that we ought to just like stop this playful banter. It's still, that's still awkward. Yeah. But that's but, an awesome but, thing to but say. It's owning to protect it too. Us Absolutely. And both. I think that's what's awesome about what I'm hearing from both of you is you're owning your part in it and you're not saying, hey, you're flirting with me. You're saying, Maybe we've crossed but, some but, lines. But your words can say one thing and your energy can say another. So I could say to I could say to a woman, hey, to, yes. protect, to protect us both, let's stop this playful banter. Wink. Hey, yeah, wink, <laughs> wink. I like you a lot and you like me and I can tell that. 
right? That's, that's not obviously protecting yourself, but I could say that to protect us both, this needs to stop. Yep. And then when she tries again, that's when you're actually holding that boundary. Or when he tries. Or when he tries again, again. to flirt or, or whomever. Right. That's when you actually say, like, no, I'm not going there so with you. So I really like what you're saying because you're making a plan. Yes. So if it is happening right now, maybe you've had an affair at work. Maybe it's gone way farther than you thought. Right. There is something you can do. Um, and the fact that you're like, okay, I'm going to write a script for myself. So yeah. I know what to say. Yes. If I do cross the line or somebody crosses that line with me or, um, like you said, maybe it's time for a new job. If you are working in that same space with someone you've had way too close of a relationship right. with. Right. And if it goes sour because you start holding the, these boundaries with them, um, and they, they, you know, they, they don't like you now or they're gossipy to everybody around you or they keep pushing that limit. They keep trying and mm. trying Then let them know, like, look, I'm going to have to let HR know mm. or somebody know if this continues, like this needs to stop. And you'll probably ruin that friendship. And that's a good thing. Um, you're there to work and protect your marriage. So, um, I like the idea um, we were talking about right before we started is take these as cues. So if yeah. you're feeling some of these points pop out, some of the stories Kobe mentioned, um, just take it as a cue. This yeah. is something I can move forward with and make a change and, and do a little shifting um, Absolutely. to see where you're at, what's missing from your relationship at home and um, what needs to. Yeah. If, yeah. if you are uh, like, if you have that tendency to want to flirt, then, um, dig deep. Why? What are you searching for? And blaming your spouse is not digging deep. You know, if you go to, well, you know, he's, he's annoying and he, he doesn't give me enough attention. That's not digging deep. Um, or if you go to, well, she doesn't give me enough sex. So that's why I flirt with other women at work. That's not digging deep. Dig deep. If you were to dig deep, Kobe, and look at why were you searching for validation from women in your life? What, why, what was that about Kobe? I was wanting, I didn't know how, again, I didn't know. I was so sh emotionally shallow that it was kind of like when I didn't feel the, the, um, okay, the same, <laughs> when I didn't, when, when I couldn't flirt with Ashlyn anymore, where there was like these little sparks and so forth, or when we had an argument or disagreement or things are just kind of like, uh, then that little flirty feeling, right, was the thing that told me that I was uh, wanted or I was needed or okay, whatever. Okay, right, the case right is. there, you just hit it that right? I was wanted. And maybe we're maybe we're digging a little too deep, too fast. But but you didn't feel wanted or needed unless Ashton was flirting with you. Uh -huh. And so, what was it that you needed to reconcile or really look at so that you didn't have a tendency to go search that My out worth. elsewhere? Your self worth, yeah. This, this you flirting and having these affairs at work had everything to do with your self-worth. And, and, and to, to, to actually rediscover that and know who you are mm -hmm. makes it so that you can walk in a room with a stunningly beautiful woman who's flirting with you and coming onto you and, and you, you have the energy of no thank you. Totally. I'm good. Totally. Right? 100%. Uh, a couple of the thoughts on this is um, evaluate um, time spent in the office um, like working late hours, um, that's something to consider, especially if there are other people of the opposite sex. Um, even so, if it so, seems so, do you mean like, are you hiding 
from home at work. Mm. Yes. Is that kind of what yes. You're if you're lingering at work to work and you have other colleagues who are of the opposite sex or of the same sex, um, and you're holding on to the 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 idea that maybe there's an opportunity when we're working late that something could happen. Um, if you're on, th- then that's something that you need to evaluate. Yeah. If you are, and this again, this there's gonna be people who are you know in gay and lesbian relationships, et cetera, et cetera, who will be listening to this. That it's important just to evaluate and say, hey, where am I actually with this? But um, traveling, having meetings. Um, I used to travel and have meetings. So, so you're saying it's not just the opposite sex. It's if you're looking to connect to somebody else in an intimate way that's outside of your relationship. Yes. Then, and, and so you're hanging out at work, you're doing those type of things, uh-huh. then it's problematic. We had, yeah. yeah, one of our closest friends, that's what happened is she was in a marriage with a man and started to have that emotional affair with a the woman. woman. Yes. And they got divorced. It's, it's a lot you know? more common so it's, than it's definitely think. a thing. Totally yeah. is. Traveling, I, I, I spent a lot of time on the road um, having meetings. A lot of those were one-on-ones. Um, having those in places that were highly, highly visible um, in open meeting rooms, lounges, et cetera, et cetera. That was something that I always practiced and did. But um, remember that you, you want to be personable but not casual Yeah. in, in, in how you work. Um, th- there's, a, there's, there's a lot of things that we didn't cover here, but just wanted to throw those out because those are the things that I experienced and looking back on was like, oh, yeah, I need to make sure that I... Uh, I would say my whole takeaway is like, plan ahead make a game plan yeah so when you are traveling when you are having lunches you are in the office or staying late you already know what you're going to do to stay in a in a good safe place for sure and if um if you like to have a cocktail wherever you are dinners and so forth make certain that you're also mindful in um in your consumption have a plan before you go to say how am i going to represent myself um, tonight when I have, you know, That's true. That's when good. I have a, you know, a glass of wine that becomes a bottle of wine, it's like, what, what is that? Play that through to conclusion. And what does that actually look like for me? Yeah. And what's the end road going to be? Or even if there's nothing there, what could it be if I'm not mindful of, you know, how much, if I, you know, transition into like, I'm really drinking versus I'm having a glass of wine. And, and last one is if you have overstepped these boundaries and if you've, you've made mistakes, then, um, you'll continue to make mistakes and continue to do things that you really don't want to do unless you start to get honest and open and own what's been done completely. And, um, because you'll still feel the shame. You'll still feel, you'll still have a lot of justification there. So, um, face the hard music if things have happened so that you can get yourself out of this. You don't have to live in the guilt and the shame and the hell of, of, of being in an affair. Um, because as, as as exciting as it is and wonderful in so many ways, it's hell, is it not, Kobe? It is absolutely that. Yes. And it's not just during the affair, but it's also facing the consequences of it. Yeah. So. Guys, thanks for being here. Appreciate you listening. Um, if there's something that you liked and heard today, share it. And because uh, you just don't know who this might help. So, thanks right, guys, see ya. I want to invite you guys over to our premium site where you get in depth content and access to us. We answer questions there for you and you get interaction with like-minded people. 